Hello friends, welcome to episode number 211 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Survived the hurricane. Uh, he is Justin Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. No hurricane for him. You guys are safe. You guys get tornadoes. Hopefully there never will be in this part of the country. Don't you get tornadoes? Uh, not very often. We just get some, we get big thunderstorms, some hail, but like no earthquakes, no hurricanes. Boring. No no tsunamis. Like we're boring. We just get minus fifty in the winter for like six months. So, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you have that. Yeah. Um, the hurricane. That's our natural. Our natural disaster is just living here. <laughs> everybody's talking about Hurricane Fiona, or at least a lot of Canadian news outlets talk about Fiona, and the damage that it's done. I have not done a lot of reading about Hurricane Fiona and about the damage that's been done. I know it is widespread. I know it is. Probably in the millions. There's a lot of downlines and shit everywhere. I don't know very much about it. All I know is that I lost power uh, around 10 o'clock Friday night. The wind picked up. It was howling. It was rough. Uh, I think something like 85% of customers uh, for Nova Scotia Power had no power at some point. Um, my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by it. I was safe. I was lucky. We got a fire alarm at 3 a.m., uh, which sucked. Uh, it was because something happened to the fire alarm, like the, the sensors on the building got ripped off in the wind. Right. And then uh, the fire alarm went off. We had to stuff Freddy into his cat carrier, and it was literally like we had to force him in because we, we had to go, and it was really, really yeah. difficult, and we didn't enjoy doing it at all, but we had to get him in there to get out. Because we didn't know if there was a fire or not. We get outside and the right. wind is just ripping. And uh, it's raining as well. And there's like 10 other couples in the exact same position where they had to stuff their cat into a cat carrier. So the, all you can hear are cats m meowing like really sadly. They're like really scared. Yeah. And um, people were like outside wearing insufficient clothing. Uh, to protect themselves from like the inclement weather and we were all just kind of waiting and then we mm -hmm. found out false alarm and the alarm got turned off we tried to go back to bed but it took like two hours after the absolute like adrenaline rush of a 3 a.m fire drill or fire alarm it was nutty got up in the morning no power yeah entertained ourselves until uh mid-afternoon and then power came back mysteriously um and then life went back to normal. Although it certainly doesn't feel normal, knowing how many people have been negatively affected by uh, the hurricane. And uh, I'm, I guess I'm just one of the lucky ones. I know my folks are still having to wait. They don't have power yet. They won't have power for an, a, a while yet, but they have a generator, so they're fine. But Are they still on Cape Breton? Yep. yep. Your folks, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep, a lot of people aren't as fortunate, though. So I know it doesn't mean very right. much to say thoughts go out. So whatever charitable donation you may be able to make to Hurricane Relief, whether it's for Nova Scotia or PEI or for Puerto Rico, who got hammered, whatever it is, uh, yeah, do your best. If you got some extra bucks, do it. I'll be doing it. There you go. How's your weekend, yeah, bud? Man. Yeah, well, glad you're all right and 
yeah i mean glad you guys are all right out there and hope everybody else is too um my weekend was pretty chill i just been bumming around the house uh did a lot of house cleaning my girlfriend taryn gets back today after being away for three weeks for school so got a rotisserie a chicken on the grill tonight i think some rice do something else for some vegetables too i haven't decided what i want to do for that yet and yeah have a nice little meal when she gets home help her unpack her vehicle which is stuffed to the nuts she's she brought some stuff back from from calgary as well and uh is that a phrase people uh, say that tonight and then stuffed to the nuts i've never heard that before in my life yeah that's used it's it's a common phrase in this part of the world anyway what the fuck i've never heard that that's crazy um (laughs) so yeah that was that was my weekend just basically got the house and good working order after being a bachelor for for three weeks so <laughs> it'd be nice to have her back and then uh watched a lot of baseball um i went to watch the movie uh the brad pitt movie bullet train by myself there it was okay it was, any good it's kind of fun i had a free uh, i had a free ticket i had a free ticket for cineplex i figured why not there it was go. it was okay it was fun i i enjoyed it i mean i'm glad i didn't pay for it i just bought my popcorn but i mean i'm not mad that i went <laughs> so what would that cost you fifty dollars sixty I find uh, it's, it's a like ripoff, man. Twelve fifty for. I buy my yeah. snacks ahead I, of time. I, always, I, but I get the large popcorn. Do you oh, do yeah, that? One of those people. No, we're not allowed here. That's like a. That's like a no go. What do you mean? Do they like stop you at the door? Do they tell you like I'm like hand? You're not allowed like, to bring like. You're not. You're, you're not supposed to bring big bags in here unless it's like a like a like a diaper bag for a baby or something. <sighs> I just bring a backpack, man. Here. What are they gonna do? They. Do they have a warrant? Can they search my bag? <laughs> bring your backpack. What are you going to say? Says, just got off school. What do you no want out, me to do? No outside food on the building. Oh, yeah, yeah but come on. Know, Who that's kinda, complies that's with weird. that? Bring a backpack. <laughs> fill it up with a bunch of shit. That's what I do. It's what I've been doing for years. Every movie theater in Nova Scotia seems to be within, like, a two-minute walk of a dollar store, which in Atlantic Canada is called Dollarama. Do you have those? I can hear you clicking. Yeah, we do have Dollarama. Dollaramas. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we do, man. We go to Dollarama. You spend ten bucks, you get yourself two or three kilograms worth of junk, and bring it into the theater in your backpack. Yeah, I need. They're... I need. I need the popcorn, though. That's. <sighs> I need it. It's good, but man, they overcharge. I need it. They overcharge to the nuts. I need Am it. Am I using that right? No. Not really. All right. Well, I tried. <laughs> By the way, this is the last thing I'll say about the hurricane and hurricane relief and all that. If you just go to the Canadian Red Cross website, I'm not going to pitch for it or anything. I'm just going to say, if you can, go ahead, help your fellow human out. Canadian Red Cross, and then that's it. That's the last I'll say. I won't. Right. I'm not here. I'm not here to shill for anybody. <laughs> all right. Well, before we talk about the Blue Jays, um, tell the people where we can where we can be found. If you like what we do, uh, follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Go ahead and DM or tweet us your questions. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Website, bfmdpodcast.com. Go ahead and leave us a review of five stars or less. And, yeah, just thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with us while we... uh, we're on this like one a week schedule for a little while. Two week is tough, man. This that week will was be like... better because there's an off day after the Yankee series, so we will have like yeah an open day. It's 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 almost impossible for us to record 
when there's no off day or no day game because of our three hour time difference. Yeah. Uh, and also because the games aren't over until like 11 PM your time. <laughs> so it's not just not possible when we've got jobs to do those. And life. Recordings. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's just not realistic, man. Yeah. Unless there's an off day, which is just convenient because then we can just do it anytime. Uh, but we're back. Tell me though, there's all, there's all really only one thing I was desperate to talk about today. Yeah. Can we talk about what an unbelievable story this year history has been made one of the all-time greats ever to play baseball justin tell me what happened yeah so uh albert pujols uh came into a game on i think it was friday night now yeah friday night with uh 698 home runs and they were playing the dodgers in la um pujols comes up and drills an absolute bomb into the left field bleachers for his 699th career home run. And then in his next at bat, he does it again and hits 700 on a multi home run game in Hollywood of all places, really close that close to. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was the Apple, <laughs> Apple TV game of the week. So <laughs> I can't believe that. I was like, what was, I was looking for the Cardinals TV call. And of course, there was no Cardinals TV of the game because it was freaking Apple TV. So it wasn't, yeah, uh, that, that's the, yep. only, that's the really the only buzzkill. The Cardinals radio call is really good though. So if you haven't listened to that yet, would recommend going to check that one out. Um, but yeah, Apple TV continues to be a buzzkill worse than their commercial music. My God, I hate that so much. But anyway, um, Albert Pujols, 700 home runs, the fourth player in major league history to do so and the first player uh first non-american to do it so oh wow because bonds aaron and yeah ruth are all americans so i hadn't even thought of that man yeah it was i saw that on twitter yeah first uh non-american wow. player to hit 700 home runs so do you Fourth think time. i mean what a great swan song for albert pujols's career um he's slashing 265 337 526 for an ops of 863 i i understand he's only had 300 at bats uh or 300 plate appearances or or maybe a little bit more whatever um do you, does he get the silver slugger or do you just no it's not enough no yeah that's what i thought but no but definitely like he can he can retire happily now like can you imagine if he would have been stuck at like 7898 or something like that at the end of this, or 698? And he's like, I said I was going to retire, so I kind of have to. But now you don't have to worry about it because you got to 700. You don't think he tries to one more year to try to no. pass the base? No, he said he was going to retire. And I mean, he's never going to, he's not going to catch bonds. So he's he can just retire happily now as a Cardinal after a, a really remarkable season where. Hits 21 home runs, like you said, and yeah, 332 plate appearances, and he hits 21 home runs. And somebody was saying it was like the second best season of his career in terms of home runs per plate appearance. I saw that somewhere on Twitter. So yeah, because it think really it, yeah, reinvigorated his in, in, in swing. In he had 49 and 634. So yeah, they said that he uh, he changed his swing right before the home run derby, <laughs> 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 and he just kept using it. So. Yeah, could you yeah. imagine if he had just stayed in St. Louis? He yeah, easily he easily would have more like. Well, and just think too, like what would have happened if 
the National League had the DH for his whole career as well too, right? For a oh, lot of guys, probably really. Probably eight hundred fucking home there'd runs. There'd be a there'd be yeah. a lot of there'd be a lot of players who would have lasted a lot longer and had much better offensive numbers if the National League would have adopted the DH sooner. But it definitely came in in the right year and helped one of the greatest players to ever play the game get seven hundred home runs. And I don't know if we'll ever see another seven hundred one hundred home run hitter. It's it's tough because when guys like Pujols came in, like they came basically straight into the MLB. They didn't really go to the minors, or like those like the really top prospects. They just come straight into the big leagues. And nowadays, like you'll most prospects are like coming into the show and they're like twenty three, twenty four, unless you're like a guy like a Vladdy or a Bo, like a generational talent kind of kind of player, right? Like you're or Juan Soto, where you're in the league for four or five years before you turn twenty five. There's not many players who do that. So you have to hit so many home runs in your per season to get anywhere near 700. Like you got to hit like at least 40 home runs and play for 20 years, basically, which is pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. right? I'd say it's pretty which much is, impossible. Which is why only four people have ever gotten to 700. So. What, wow just what a career i there what else can you say it's crazy yeah one of the greatest catchers uh of all time and yadier molina a teammate of his for many years yeah so we're gonna see one of the best catchers ever retire one of the best hitters ever retire in albert pujols and then adam wainwright He's been uh, great well, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he, where he falls in the pantheon, though. I'm, no, but uh, the longevity of the career and the consistency is remarkable. Is remarkable consistency. Even now, in his final season, he is uh, eleven and ten with a three point three eight ERA. He started <laughs> thirty games. He's pitched. He's thrown one hundred and eighty four innings, and while the strikeouts are down. Uh, the whip is right there, very close to his, his totals. Just a remarkably consistent pitcher. I think, and he's got 2,000 Ks. I think Adam Wainwright, three-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove, World Series in 2006. Uh, Did it all with one team, too, just like Yachty, right? So, Would you put Adam Wainwright in the Hall of Fame? That's a that'll be a tough one because obviously, all three of these guys now are going to go on the ballot in the same year. These yeah, three Cardinals legends, I think. I think him. I think he will get a lot of. He votes. gets the boost. He'll get a lot of votes. But I don't know if if he does get in, it'll be. I think it'll be a later in the ballot type of thing. Interesting. I think, I think he, he will get a big boost when he shows up on the ballot with two teammates. Yeah, and obviously Pujols is a first ballot, probably unanimous, if not very close. If it's not unanimous, it's not unanimous I, I don't the understand. The system is flawed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Yachty probably gets in based on the fact that he's, I mean, he has his offensive numbers haven't been as good as other Hall of Fame catchers, but his defense has always been phenomenal. If we do a quick, I we I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah, the batting stats really. It's not. He's well below. He's. Yeah. Yeah, he's well below, but uh, his peak and his peak 
Seven year war was twenty eight point seven, which is twenty second highest for a catcher. Forty two point two career war, which is twenty second. Sorry, my apologies. If you're in the top twenty two catchers of all time for wins, you're probably a hall. You're getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. If we look at that list, uh, Joe Maurer isn't in the Hall of Fame. He's ahead of him. Thurman Munson, not in the Hall. Buster Posey, who will get into the Hall. Uh, is ahead of him and then it's a bunch Jorge Posada is ahead of him Jason Kendall's ahead of him for career war it's not there's not that many though there's not that many uh and even Joe Maurer Joe Maurer uh only retired in 2018 he could still get into the hall right yeah he has not he's not even on the ballot yet He's not even on the ballot yet. When he gets on the ballot, it might be a long while, but he's the seventh highest. Well, he'll be w- on wins above replacement amongst catchers ever. Yeah, Maurer won't of... be on this year, but he'll be he'll be on the twenty twenty four ballot, I believe. I think he has yeah. to be out for five years before. Yep, Buster has to wait till twenty twenty six. Yeah, next year uh, the the big name on the ballot is unfortunately Carlos Beltran, who's obviously got wrapped up in the cheating scandal. With the Astros, yeah. and then uh, K Rod's gonna be on the ballot as well too for relievers. I know you love relief pitchers. I R. got a lot R. to R. say R. about R. that. Dickey, R. A. Dickey hits the ballot next year. <laughs> the Dick Man. The Dick Man's on there. Adam Lind, former Blue Jay legend. First Man. year eligible. <laughs> It'd be hard. Aaron, Aaron be... Hill, former Blue Jay legend. I don't think <laughs> that. Uh... I think Carlos Beltran probably gets in. Yeah, and he and he should. Um, in terms of like the seven-year war, he is going to be fourth on the ballot. He'll be behind A. Rod, Helton, Andrew Jones, and and that's it. And then Scott Rowland is right behind him. So, but all those guys that you just said should be like will get into yeah. the hall. Yeah, yeah. And I think I Ro- wouldn't Roland, vote for Carlos Beltran. Roland got to sixty-three point two percent last year. He was the second highest obviously ortiz was the only one who got in um mm-hmm. and that'll be this will be roland's seventh year or sixth year on the ballot and he's so he might he has a good chance he does next year but anyway we'll talk about that more in the off season we'll talk a lot more about that in the <laughs> off season there's a lot it really it all comes down to albert pujols is just a no doubter yeah hall of famer and then we'll see what his two teammates do i think they both belong in the hall that's just me I know wins don't mean anything, but if you look at it, the career performance of Wainwright, it's really fucking good. I, I just don't see how he doesn't get into the hall. That's just me. Yeah, it's there's no chance. That 300 wins <laughs> is a stupid-ass benchmark. To yeah, no one's keep. ever going to hit that anymore. Even, na- even now, like if you look down the field, like look how long it took for Jim Cat to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. and he only, he only had 278. Tommy John's not in the Hall of Fame. He has 288 wins. So you're telling me that because Justin Verlander only has 243 wins, he's not going to get into the Hall of Fame. I guess I guess, <laughs> I guess he's not. not. That's too bad, really. I guess he's not because he, he doesn't have 300, <laughs> doesn't have 300 wins. wins. But oh, really Tommy John has 288 wins and a 3.34 career ERA, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Which is a weird thing that they haven't written him in yet, you know? But I anyway, know. we'll talk more with this in the offseason. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Albert Pujols, 700 home runs. Congrats. One of the best players we've ever got to watch in our lifetime. Easily. So. Easily the best pure hitter I've ever seen. Yeah. The man was... Did it all with no junk. Called the machine for a reason, so... No junk. <laughs> no junk. Um, 
Jays just split a four game series with Baltimore Patrick. Let's get into this straight away. Uh, the first two games were not pretty. <laughs> Burrios got roughed up. Yep. Um, big time. It was not fun. It was not fun. I didn't even I, I didn't watch that game at all, thank God. I was playing video games on Friday night or on Thursday night, so I didn't watch it at all. And then on Friday I did watch uh, Mitch Mitch White gave him four innings and gave up three runs, which I mean is not the end of the world. Um the bats just couldn't really get it going that game. So they lost ten to six and I mean it was kinda it kinda got out of the reach. The bullpen was poopy. Saturday was better, obviously. The Mitt, Mitt Wherryfield, as people on Twitter have been calling him, because <laughs> everyone always says his name backwards for some reason. Whit Merrifield, who is a Tropicana Field Hall of Famer, if they only elected people based on their numbers there, he'd be in the Hall for sure. His <laughs> OPS is almost 1.1 at the Trop. Oh, my career. God. Yeah, that's no wonder they traded for him. Yeah, they were saying that uh, after last night, his between the Royals and the Jays this year, he was in like 427 at the Trop or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, he was over today, I believe, but who cares? He had a, he had two home runs uh, in the first game of the series, I think. And then he had, yeah. And then he had the, the three run shot that decided yesterday's game. The Jays won three to one. Another insanely good start from Manoa. He came out to pitch the seventh inning and he was basically already at a hundred pitches um through 114 or something i think it all said and done seven seven scoreless innings yeah that's uh if that doesn't cement him as game one wild card starter i don't know what will um and i want to talk about this in a second once we finish talking about the series so manoa gives you seven merrifield hits the three-run shot uh which by the way wouldn't have happened if danny jansen didn't draw a walk as a pinch hitter so danny pinch hits for tapia goes down oh and two and then works it for a walk um kevin cash said he would have walked merrifield if jansen hadn't reached base because there's a lefty up after him and jackie bradley jr um with no readies left on the bench for the jays so it wouldn't have happened at all most likely which is jay's record is 16 and 8 in september in september very good yeah um and then they won today. <laughs> yeah, they're three and four in their last seven. But I mean, yeah. tight game against tight the games. Orioles. Romano blew the save. It was tough. Yeah. Uh, lost to Phillies and extras. That was tough. Yeah, poopy starts in Tampa for the they're, first two games. Overall, they are playing good baseball. Um, yeah. A lot of their losses are recent. And while they, yeah, it's against the Rays, and they did kind of kick the shit out of us in two of those games. We kind of kicked the shit out of them. Well, yeah, you came in with uh, you came in with a two game lead on the Rays. They pulled even with the first two wins, and then you got the advantage right back to two by winning the next two. So it's almost like the series never happened. It feels Uh, like it. The standings (laughs) didn't change in terms of the gap between the two teams, and now we've there's nine games left, which is crazy. Uh, Strips was great again today, five scoreless innings. You'll have to see it. What a great. Yeah, and then season the, for Ross. Yeah, it, I don't know what else you could do, possibly do to get your paper. Like yeah. to get paid. This man's gonna get paid. He's it feels like we talk about him every episode, but it's deserved. What else, well, what else can we do if he's so consistent? Yeah, it's it's I very mean, deserved. Uh, his his last start out was was rough, but he rebounds and he's got a three sixteen ERA on the year and in a contract year for him. So, 
Um, he's he's proven to everyone in baseball, the other 29 teams out there, that he can be a middle-of-the-rotation starter for them. A nice, a nice four-spot four starter for most teams out there. Do you think there is a non-zero chance that he comes back? There's a non-zero chance, of course, but I don't know. Baby, come back. I would love to have him back because without Stripling, this team is not a playoff team. Up shit creek, yeah. Because you you literally just have Manoa and Gosman as your only consistent starters. And I don't know too many teams who get to the playoffs with only 40% of their rotation being reliable 90% of the time plus, you know? Are you ready for a fun stat about Ross Stripling? Here it is. Yep. First of all, this is a fun, the first fun stat. Uh, home runs per nine is 0 0.88 after last year it being 2.04. Uh, home runs per fly ball went from 17.2% last year to 8.5% this year. Ground balls up 8%. Uh, just great numbers. Uh, ERA 3.21. FIP 3.21. Bang on. What can you say? Yeah, that's... <laughs> He's done his job. He's done his job. Um, Blue Jay catchers have done their job, too. Uh, they're 27 home runs, 100 RBIs or something between Kirk and Jano this year. I'll take it. You love that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They mentioned that during the broadcast today. So that's... Any team in baseball would kill for those numbers from their catchers. Yeah. And the Jays have two guys who are capable of doing it. Danny Jansen's hitting 251 on the season right now. Uh, Alejandro Kirk is in 293. He had a solo bomb today. Springer had two bombs today, including a, like a moonshot to center. And then Ty Oscar just teed off Clevenger in the eighth to add those insurance runs. Those were huge because it allowed the Jays to throw Trevor Richards and Yusei Kikuchi. <laughs> and, I mean, to their credit, I mean, Richards had a quick inning, struck out two batters, and Kikuchi, after hitting the first guy, he walked another and then struck out two. So, I mean pretty much a Kikuchi experience right there but that was the only walk that Blue Jays pitchers gave up today they had one walk and 10 strikeouts so Danny Jansen's OPS for the season is 824 yeah the man has uh, decided to just stop trying to hit singles and hit dingers it's just dingers or nothing chicks did the long ball man <laughs> fine by me he's yeah. in 291 in his last 30 games with a slug at, uh, of 500 in that time yeah 394 OBP, so the OPS there is uh, just a shade under 900. Yep, Danny hits bombs. He's been hitting like an all, like in the games he's been playing, he's been all star. Yeah, all -star. I mean he's having a, he's having a great year, and you just hope that going forward he can stay healthier. Kirk, uh, oh, the power uh, has Kirk's. waned, and the uh, the average is down a tick. Down a tick. He's hitting 293. <laughs> I know, but it was down a tick. It was up to like 300 well, or something. He was, or he was hitting 310 when he was only at that absolute heater, but I mean, yeah, that, that yeah, doesn't yeah. last. But still, he's still hitting in his last 30. He's hitting 284. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what he's done. And he's, I believe he's still walked more times than he's struck out for the season, if that's still accurate. Yeah, the OPS uh, in his last 30 is, is below 800, but it's around 7. Anything over 50. 700 in, in this day and age is. Is, is yeah, good. That's fine. every that's everyday player worthy. Yeah, I'm not criticizing Kirk. I'm just saying like yeah. But between the two of them, they're doing. Everything they are they easily the best tandem that I can think. Of. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any other 
tandem in, in MLB that has an OPS over 800. Well, you look at the entire Rays lineup for today, and there is no player in that starting lineup with an OPS of over 800. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe you have to look at, I don't know what the Yankees have going on for their catchers. I know there's Jose Trevino, Trevino. who yeah. they bandy about and then all Kyle the time Higashioka. about how he's the best pitch framer. But his OPS is 681. So. Yep. I, don't, I guess Salvador Perez, he's yeah. seen a dip this year. I he just think we have the best. Good defense anymore, though. <laughs> this is the best catching tandem the Jays have ever had, and period. Might the, it might be the best in baseball this year. It might be the best in baseball this year. You're absolutely right. Um, it's unfortunate that neither one of them will win the Silver Slugger. No. Because collect, while collectively their stats are... are I mean elite kirk has a chance to win it but he spends a lot of time at dh so it'll be it'll, be, yeah. it'll really be interesting to see if he's even if he's named a finalist for the award because for the most part he's been healthy the, for the full season he's he missed a yeah. couple of games with the hip issue there last week but and obviously jano's had a couple IL stints, so like jano won't be nominated for any awards but kirk's got a shot at winning a silver slugger um it'll be interesting to see how they how they decide that uh that catching spot so um now that we've talked about some good, I want to talk about one kind of concerning thing that's been happening over the past month, I guess, and that's Vladdy. Um, this month, his OPS is at 657. It's his worst month of the year so far. His May was only uh, 681. He's still hitting 230 with a 287 OBP, uh, but the power has really not been there in the second half of the season so vladdy, vladdy had 20 home runs before the all-star break and that was in 350 plate appearances and he's only had 10 and 250 post all-star break so he's on pace for 15 in the same amount of plate appearances he's had more doubles than he did before the all-star break but also his launch angle is just not good so it's, it's at four degrees on the year and I'm not sure it's been lately, but he leads the league <laughs> in grounding, grounding into double plays. Yeah, that, and that tells you all you need to know, really. Um, his his OPS in the season is 8.19, and for his career, it's, it's 8.63. So his his overall power numbers are down a lot this year. The one thing that hasn't changed is he still hits the piss out of the baseball. He's still yeah. 97th per, 97th percentile in exit velo average. And like hard hit percentage is ninety fifth. So like the guy is still pounding the baseball. He he's is just pounding it straight yeah. to the ground. <laughs> he is twenty three years old and he has a hundred and two yeah. major league baseball home runs. Yeah. He is going to be He's gonna be fine. More than fine. It's just right now. It hurts a little bit because he's been in a lot of positions to drive to runs. <laughs> bust games open and it hasn't happened. There's been some grounding into double plays or grounding just mm -hmm. pounding the ball into the dirt right to the second or third baseman or whatever it's sucks but yeah he's seeing a steady diet of sliders this second half of the season and he has yeah. not been able to adjust and start hitting the ball the other way he's been trying to pull uh tabby and buck were talking about today during the broadcast and tabby said something interesting where he said like most hitters will have kind of like that brief like they'll they'll load up and then they'll kind of have that brief hesitation as the pitcher delivers the baseball where they're trying to pick up on what it is. And he yeah. said he said right now Vladdy doesn't have that. He's just 
he's getting a, he's getting his kind of his uh, his legs out in front of him and the bat's just trailing behind. So he's just getting on top of everything because his his swing path isn't um, synced up to his body movement right now. So that's why he's just getting on top of everything because his bat's just lagging. So it's still coming down instead of coming flat when it makes contact. So I thought that was a pretty interesting observation because he, he even like talked about it. He's like, well, he, that was Vladdy and now watch what Kirk does. And then you could see Kirk with like a brief kind of like almost like a half pause mid load where he's identifying what pitch it is and deciding if he's going to swing or not. And right now it looks like Vladdy is just guessing on what's happening. So, I mean, there's nine games left in the regular season and <laughs> you need them to figure it out before the playoffs because the, in this series, you got three home runs from Merrifield. You got big at bats from Jansen from Tapia had a couple of hits today. Like your, your bottom of your lineup did, did a lot for you. A lot of heavy lifting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. and obviously Springer today was was huge with the two home runs. But you've you've got to have your your top four or five or six in the Blue Jays' case all the way down from Springer through Teoscar doing damage because you can't rely on the bottom of your lineup to to do heavy lifting in the playoffs. You need your big boys to be your big boys, and hopefully Vladdy can figure it out and use the off day after the Yankee series to get some rest in because it's going to be <coughs> a, a grind. I have it on my whiteboard. We're not going to talk about it tonight mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's too soon. Yeah. But we're getting to the end of the season right here on my board. It was the first thing I wrote when I got the whiteboard. <laughs> it says George Springer colon uh, MVP question mark. And we'll get to that. But I honestly feel like even though his stats aren't as impressive, this man is the engine that drives this team. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely, it's it's a different. The lineup is just completely different when you put him at the top, right? It, you're not. It's yeah, it's you, frustrating for other teams. Yeah, and like he's not like your your traditional leadoff hitter with like a lot of contact, but he does see pitches and he's got that power. Like he can he can put you up one nothing before the other team even comes on the field to hit, right? Which is the the beautiful beautiful thing about Springer, and there's not many leadoff hitters in baseball with an OPS over 800, and World Series champion, hits dingers like he's he's even though he's been hurt, he's he does have more home runs now this year than he did last year, in more at bats though too. But yeah, he's he's battled through it. Uh, he played three out of four games in center field in this Tampa series and DH the other one, so obviously that elbow's in a place where he and the team feel comfortable with him playing defense more more than not because they need to get Kirk's bat in there at DH and have his bat in the lineup basically every day. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's it's a good time of year for, for Springer to get hot because he's he's the guy with the most... Him and, him and Chapman are the guys on this team with the most playoff experience. And you're going to need them. And honestly, guys like Jackie Bradley Jr. off the bench have a lot of playoff experience too, but... You need your your everyday players with experience to be the ones to like really take this younger team and help them win in the playoffs. So, well, yeah. <laughs> the only number that really matters right now is the magic number. It it's going to take for the Toronto Blue Jays to clinch to get into the playoff tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know no one refers to it as tournament, but that's what it is. <laughs> um, the magic number is now four. 
Yes. Real-time update. The magic number is now four. The Toronto Blue Jays are your WC1. They currently sit 2.5 games up on the Seattle Mariners, who just lost an absolute laugher. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but Toronto is 86-67. and 67. The division is out of reach, so we're not going to talk about that uh, <laughs> right away. The wild card <laughs> yeah. is... Toronto, 86 and 67. Tampa Bay, 84 and 69. Seattle, 83 and 69. The clock is starting to run out on the Baltimore Orioles. They have now lost two straight games. Uh, mm. Two heartbreakers, really, in extra innings. You love to see it. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Uh, the magic number for them to be eliminated is seven. Uh, Chicago. The Chicago White Sox, who are in free fall, have lost six mm -hmm. games in a row. Cleveland have clinched the division today. They will be going to the playoffs. Um, they're uh, 86 and 67, same record as Toronto. Uh, Baltimore, 79 and 73. They're four games out. Uh, they're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at it this way, right? Like, They've got 10 games left. To win all 10, they would put them at 89 wins, which means the Blue Jays have to go th like three wins in their last nine games to get 89. Well, they're going to lose. If Baltimore they, wins all 10 of their games, that means Toronto yeah. loses three. Yeah, exactly. So they would have to – Toronto would yeah. basically just have to win <laughs> one. One out of those remaining game. six games, I think. So it's it's looking eliminate. like the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays could clinch the playoff spot during this Yankee series because they're currently six and a half up on Baltimore. Yeah. Um. Baltimore is four back of Seattle, so I mean it's it's still not easy for for Baltimore to catch up. But let's <laughs> just a brief side note on Seattle. Wild game today. <laughs> um. Not going to agree through the whole box score, but the Seattle Mariners scored eight runs in the top of the fifth inning today, Patrick. Yep. And then gave up eleven in the bottom of the sixth, and they lost thirteen to twelve to the Mariners or to the Royals. They were up nine to two or eleven to two, and they gave up eleven runs to go down thirteen to eleven, and then lost thirteen to twelve. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. That's heartbreak. They they are really doing their best. Uh, Seattle Mariners. That's on the day too. September. Today is the day that they signed Luis Castillo to an extension. And then he and five he year extension. <laughs> Not a great start for him. Um, yeah. Not, yeah, just not a overall, just not a great day if you're a wild card team, unless you're the Toronto unless Blue the Jays. Toronto Blue Jays, yeah. Everybody behind the Blue Jays lost today. That's still in the, in the race. I mean, Boston and Minnesota are down to one for their elimination number, and Boston's going to be eliminated tonight because they're probably going to lose to the Yankees uh, because they're right. not a good baseball team. Sure. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, everyone everyone outside of Baltimore is is dead and dead and gone in the wild card race. And in my opinion, I've been saying fade them for like a week now for the Roy for the Orioles because they haven't gained any ground. They've been four games back for like the last two weeks, basically. Seattle though is doing their best choke job. And, yeah, uh, they're the only thing that gives like giving Baltimore hope right now, really. 
the uh, <laughs> the American League's slightly more intriguing. The Dodgers obviously have clinched everything forever. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Um, 105 wins and 47 losses. What else can they've we got say? A chan- they've got a note. So they've still have. They have to go five and five to get to 110 wins. I, they probably it's do it. Disgusting. And they're playing right now. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, the New York Mets are still. Uh, holding that uh, division lead over the Atlanta Braves, the Mets are ninety six and fifty seven, mm-hmm. while the Braves are ninety four and fifty eight. Both teams, I believe, are playing right now. Yeah, and both Philly, teams are ahead. Philly and the Braves have started playing again. They were in a rain delay for a while. Oh right, right, right. Philly's okay, actually up on the Braves right now. But okay, I digress. Let's just yeah, <laughs> let's get to the wild card part. Atlanta obviously have clinched playoff spot. They've punched their ticket. It's you know, a question of whether it's the division or wild card one. Yep. Uh, so they're either going to play St. Louis or uh, whoever that wild card two is. San Diego ha- is half a game up on Philadelphia, who are the third wild card. Uh, two games up on Milwaukee, who lost a heartbreaker today. I think they lost two to one. Yep. That sucks for them. Philadelphia is looking like they might win, which means Milwaukee has had two weeks and they have not gained any ground. They have a day off to kind of gather their thoughts before they have to play a very tough series against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals mm-hmm. uh, at home. It's shit or get off the pot for Milwaukee. Their elimination number is nine, so there is room. And technically, San Francisco hasn't been eliminated. Yeah. Their magic number to uh, be eliminated is two. Yeah. Um, fade them. Fade them. They're done. <laughs> Milwaukee isn't though. I. It. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the, the if Philly can hang on to win today. If they don't, it means Milwaukee is only a game and a half back. Yep. That's. It's going to be very interesting. The last week of the season is going to be very interesting. For uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, pretty much everybody else who gives a shit, unless you really want to win that NL East, yeah, whatever. Um, so, Justin, if the playoffs started right this minute, if these are all the teams and this is the, the way that they're gonna they're gonna land, Toronto's WC one, they would play WC two, which is Tampa Bay. Uh, they would have the games at home. Thank Correct. God. Yep. The WC one hosts all three games. Yeah. Um, that means no games at the no trop. trop. <laughs> exactly what we need. We cannot play Just the wild card. Burn it to the fucking ground. At a trop. Yeah. Uh, and that means that Seattle will play Cleveland unless something really bizarre happens with the yeah. Yankees. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> it won't. Uh, they've won six in a row. Cleveland's won seven in a row, which is more impressive. But at the same time, uh, they're like seven games back, I think, to get that second seed. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Here are your here are your projected matchups. Uh, the Houston Astros will get a bye. The New York Yankees will get a bye. Cleveland most likely to play Seattle. And then Toronto will host Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. I think that's really the best case scenario for us. Yeah, I th- I think the the matchup is obviously with either with Seattle or Tampa. They're all they're both good teams. Yeah, because 
every team in this race is very close in the standings and very close in terms of like run differential. The Blue Jays have the better offense of the three by far. They've scored the second most runs in the league behind the Yankees. Yeah, but they've um, also given up something like sixty more runs. Than, yeah, than Tampa has. Yeah, which which isn't which, which is an issue <laughs> is an issue. But at, at the me at, at the same time, you go into a playoff series. And I don't know if you noticed, but the way the rotation is lined up right now, Patrick Marsh. Uh, they've got it lined up Manoa, Stripling, Gosman. And at first I was like, why isn't Gosman behind Manoa? But then I was like, well, you feel pretty confident with Manoa that you can have a chance to win that first game. Then you can pitch Stripling in game two. And if you don't win, then you've got Gosman in the in game three when a must-win game. But if you do win 2 nothing in the wildcard series, then you've got Gosman game one of the DS. Fine by me. I mean, <laughs> either, either any three, any of those three, I am perfectly happy and ecstatic to have any of those three start a playoff game. You need, you need Barrios to have two good starts in his last two times. He's got two more starts to go in the final nine games, and then you can have him as your fourth starter in in a DS series, and hopefully it's like you're up two to one when he pitches in game four or whatever or game two he ended up pitching in game two most likely but yeah, yeah i mean you just hope that uh you don't need him in a crucial game because he just hasn't shown that ability this year to be consistent so yeah you know what's kind of funny is the way that it could work out is the last series of the season is against baltimore we might actually have to be the one to kind of put the nail in the coffin for them yeah which means the road to the playoffs will go through Baltimore and then it'll go through Tampa. And then assuming all the higher seeds win, that means Toronto would probably play where we, would we play the Yankees in round two? I'm not sure how that it doesn't reseed. Um, I think we play the Yankees in round two then, which means we have to beat uh, two AL East rivals in the playoffs yeah. just to be rewarded with a possible ALCS against Houston, Cleveland, or Seattle. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jays would actually play Houston in the second round. So the winner of the W of the Wild Card One Two series plays the top seed. So the Jays, the winner oh. of the Toronto Tampa series, would play Houston. Why? Because they are the we'd be the higher seed. Because though. the three six series is the other is the other one because the other division winner gets the easier path, I guess. And technically playing if you're if you're Cleveland and you're third overall, your easier second round matchup or your most favorable one be playing a second place team, which is the. Oh, Eagles. I see. That's okay. why they do it that way. So. Um, Fuck it, we got it. We're gonna have to beat them all anyway. If we're gonna want to. If exactly. we're gonna get to the World Series, we're gonna have to beat the Yankees. One of, one of Houston, Houston or, or the Yankees for sure. Well, probably both. Yeah, for sure. At least one of them, though, because you have to play one of them in the second round, uh, yeah. and then whoever knows what happens in the other second round matchup. But yeah, definitely like the the road to the World Series for the Blue Jays, whether they finish first or second in the wild card, goes through Houston, and that's just the road to the ALCS, not even the road to the World we Series. We took four of six from them. Back in April, yeah. Way, way back in way, April. The way back machine. <laughs> uh, that was a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Uh, here we are. Yep. In... This team 
has both exceeded and underwhelmed me at times. <laughs> I've been both impressed and shocked at the poor quality of baseball I've seen. Yeah. It's just been a mix. Uh, the lows of August, the highs of September, and it's like been quite the roller coaster. Here we are, only uh, four uh, whatever's left. I don't know how the magic number works. Four uh, whatever's. It's I a combination of wins and losses. Wins and losses, that. yeah. If if you win and the team that's chasing you loses, the number decreases by two or increases by two, whatever. Right. So yeah. the next series is against the New York Yankees, who, of course, lead the American League East. Yep. Uh, we are eight games back of them as of this moment. There is still a game to be played today. Could be eight and a half, could be seven and a half. It really doesn't matter because we can't catch them, but we nope. can win the ser- season series, which uh, I guess is a moral victory. Yeah, overall not that, important, uh, but it's nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was something Charlie Montoyo kind of uh, talked about moral victories uh, yeah. a year or two ago, and the ghost of Charlie still haunts us, I guess, in a way. <laughs> but uh, And there are three games at home. Yeah against the new york yankees i feel really good about this let's talk about the matchups justin for sure off. it's guys we're familiar with obviously uh luis severino <laughs> he just came off the il for his last start he threw 64 pitches over five innings chance yeah. that he's still on some sort of a pitch count maybe like 85 ish pitches somewhere in there but he could be full bore as well so expect to see five to six innings of severino if he's going well he'll be up against kevin gosman tomorrow night um, we know all about Kevin. He's got that dirty splitter. Hopefully get some ground balls. Uh, he's been giving up a lot of line drives this year, which is why his batting average allowed and batting average on balls in play is so high. Highest line drive percentage he's given up in a while. Um, but again, he's got the potential to give you seven, eight innings every time out. Tuesday's game is interesting. It's Jamison Tyon against Jose Barrios. I just mentioned we need Barrios to have a consistent, at least a solid outing, like six innings, quality start, six innings of three runs or less would be great from him here just to show some consistency. Tyon's had a great year. Um, be a tough matchup there. And then the fifth spot in the Blue Jays rotation, which right now is Mitch White's spot, I guess, technically. I'm not sure how they're <laughs> going to use that. But that, that spot is kind of against Garrett Cole on Wednesday. And this is the day before an off day. So the Blue Jays could choose to start Mitch White or they could choose to go bullpen day as well um, which would be interesting we could see a little bit of Yusei Kikuchi in that game he pitched one inning and closed out the game today when they were up 7-1 Kikuchi did have one really good start against the Yankees this season so who knows maybe they let him try and get three three innings out of him or something so I'll be really curious to see what they do with that spot if they let Mitch White go again I mean he gave up three runs on four innings against Tampa which is about what you can hope for with him, I think. And then it's the off day on Thursday before Boston comes to town for the last three home games of the year. So We're getting down to it. Down to it. Nine games left. It's hard to believe that uh, there's been 152 ball games that have been played so far for the Blue Jays. Yeah. 153, excuse me. Uh, feels and there are like 10 left. times that to be honest with yeah, you with the roller coaster that has been this season this season has been interesting there's been a lot of really really high moments and there's been a few really low moments too 
Yeah, um, <laughs> the big surprise for me, actually, I went and looked this up because Jordan Romano's had such a great year. Yeah, I didn't know this, and I'm not doing this to be negative. He actually has six blown saves. I did not know that. Um, I can remember a few of the walk-offs, yeah. but the one recently in Baltimore, which basically saved the Orioles' season, comes to mind. But, like, I, he's been phenomenal. Yep. And I think going into the playoffs, he's going to be very, very important. Yeah, and, and hopefully Jimmy Garcia can get his shit together because he's had a bit of a rough month here. His last, yeah. his last <laughs> four outings, I think, have all been bad. I can pull up the game logs here quickly. Uh, uh, one other thing, too, yeah, I, I, I want to point out. <laughs> we This happened a few weeks ago, but we've clinched our third consecutive season uh above 500 and you all remember when we started this uh podcast <laughs> the toronto blue jays were bad were were bad they were in a, they were a team in transition or looking to go through a transition um i believe it was 2018 20... 18 we started so we were coming off a 76 and 86 season yeah which was a disappointment uh we saw some trades uh things got worse in 2018 we went 73 and 89 uh and then they hit their uh rock bottom in 2019 with 67 and 95 charlie's debut vladdy's debut bo's debut cabin's debut and then right back to the playoffs 2020 2021 was uh Man, annoying as... I could... That one was hard on the stomach, if I'm going to be honest with you. For us to go 19-9 in September and 3-0 in October and still miss the playoffs, we could... I don't know. We could throw around a lot of blame as far as <laughs> why that happened. But here we are now, a year later, and this team is 86-67. Uh, and 67. Nine games left. Justin, this is the best i think the toronto blue jays have looked since probably 2016 yep i would say and i thought that team was really good uh we had to fight because of the wild card uh and obviously that magical uh wild card came against the orioles playoff memories do you remember the edwin walk-off i sure do we are nine games away. As long as things go well, we can't lose all nine of these and still make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, technically it, you could. but You could, but we don't want that to happen. No. Obviously, the magic number is now four. That means that some combination of four J wins and... Four uh, Baltimore losses. Four Baltimore losses. Any combination gets us there. Yep. So the Jays really, the Jays could just win their next four games and it doesn't matter what the Orioles do. Exactly. Their ticket is punched, and then it's up to Seattle and Tampa to clinch their own spots. And who gives a shit about them? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I couldn't care less who else gets into the playoffs. No. I want playoff baseball again. Yep. We were robbed last year. It is what it is. Three straight years. It feels like this team. I know the window has been open now for at least a season. Yep. And I think what do we got? Two years of arbitration left for Vladdy, three for Bo, three, or something I think, like that. Three and yeah, it's three and four, I believe. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's part of it still. The the window is very much open. This team has it in them to win playoff games. 
they have uh, the key parts of their rotation working, playing well right now. Let's just not nobody get injured and nobody fuck it up here in the final stretch. Exactly. That's really the last thing I want to say is let's not fuck around here. Let's punch our ticket and then we can start focusing on the matchups. Exactly. Yeah. And the good news is is that there is an off one off day between the end of the regular season and the start of the wild card series. Buys us a day. So the I bullpen like the bullpen will come in fresh. Yeah. Um, you, you can hopefully give your game one starter. Maybe Manoa gets an extra day of rest, or maybe it works out that he stays in a rotation. I haven't roadmapped that far ahead yet. Here, I got a question for you. Yep. It's too early to say this, but if you have to choose between Butters and Mitch White for the playoff roster, who, do you, who are you taking? Mitch White. I fucking hate you so much. Butters hasn't been on this roster for how long now? <laughs> I know. I don't understand it. I don't he's, understand it. He's not very good. Um, uh, the A lot of the minor league seasons are over. I think the Buffalo Bisons are they're done. In their, they're in their last series this week, I believe. Yeah, there's a game canceled due to rain today. Yeah. So um, The Dunedin team won their division in the Florida League, so they'll, be, they'll play in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the Fisher Cats made it. Vancouver was close. I can't recall if they're done yet or not. But I know for sure Dunedin is still going. New Hampshire are done. Yeah. Um, Buffalo has today's game a rare cancellation, which means there's no makeup. Mm -hmm. And then there's the four-game set they have against Scranton Wilkesbury that starts tomorrow. And that's on the road, I believe, right? Uh, on the road, that's right. Yeah. So there it'll be a suspended game where it's tied in the bottom of the sixth from august the 7th that will be concluded and then immediately after that uh, uh a little while after that rather uh mm -hmm. there'll be a game and then there'll be the 27th there's a game 28th there's a game and then their season is over so it, it might be interesting though we might see a little bit more nate pearson in those games he might get tuned up and he might make the playoff roster <laughs> he's eligible yeah, he's eligible. He's, he was on the injured list before the end of August. So, yeah, because the rule for the the playoff roster is you have to be either on the 40-man or on the 60-day injured list by the end of August. And that and makes you he eligible. Was. He was on the injured list the whole year So, and on the 40-man. So <laughs> between before he was on the 60-day IL, he was on the 40-man, and now he's on the 60-day. So, yeah, he is eligible still. You're right. Um it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs because obviously I don't think either of Mitch White or Trent Thornton are going to be on the playoff roster to burst your bubble. I think they'll carry some extra bench players. Like they're going to have um, probably Gabe Moreno as like a potential late game uh, catching replacement if you have to pinch hit or pinch run for, say, Kirk if he's catching Manoa or something like that. Yeah. You can have Nate him as like a, that late inning replacement. The 24th, Nate had a, uh, a rough outing. Yeah, I'm. I'm not anticipating Nate Pearson pitching at all for the Blue Jays this year. He's he's got to have a, a healthy off season and a healthy spring, and yeah. then we'll see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll talk about him different different time. But do you think is there a chance Matt Gage comes back up? There's a chance. Yeah, he he's a guy that could be like. Obviously, I, I don't think they're going to carry Kikuchi in the playoffs or Mitch White, and I think that opens up a spot for a guy like Gage who can actually contribute, like leverage situation innings. Um and. Always good to have a, a lefty who can do leverage because right now Meza is your only good lefty. They've kept Gage 
he's he's healthy. He's only pitched one inning in the last eight days. Uh, so he's but fresh. Probably pretty fresh. Probably waiting for his chance because Mitch White will get sent down immediately after the uh, the game against the Yankees. Assuming yep. that he he probably will log some innings. He, he should. Yeah. They're going to need somebody, and they're they're probably not going to want Manoa to do an eight inning start. <laughs> Uh, no. somebody's got to log those, uh, garbage time innings. So yeah, the idea probably situation. will see butters before the end of the year. Probably will see Mitch White before the you end might. of the year. Probably will see Matt Gage before the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, you might. And I mean, the ideal situation obviously is the Blue Jays clinch as soon as possible. That way in those last starts for Manoa strips and Gosman, they can just let them do five innings or depending on what the pitch count is and just get him out of there. You don't need him to throw it innings so you're not trying to clinch anything at that point you just whatever get it some is work in and then get them off the field whatever it is you believe in maybe it's it's many gods or one god or no god or if you look to the sky uh whatever it is uh focus all your positive energy into the whole team staying healthy yes or getting healthy yeah guriel might be back this week i heard so yeah i mean Everything willing, uh, this team will go into the playoffs healthy, happy, ready to compete. Um, with nine games left, what would you, what do you think our record's going to be? To top last year, we'd have to win five of the last. Yeah, nine I'd games. say just just go four or five and four. That's enough to get you. I think first or second, it'll be close. I mean, you've got a two game gap over. The teams behind you now. Yeah. So I mean, I think you. I think they'd have to play seven and seven wins or better because the Jays do. They do obviously have yeah. a season series over the Jays. Well, Seattle's in a tailspin, right? They're... Yeah, they they've lost one. Well, they've only lost one in a row, but they've lost three. They've they've lost seven of their last ten. Tampa's four and six in their last ten. The Jays are only playing five and five in that time. Um. And the Jays get New York, Boston, and Baltimore to finish. So obviously, even though Boston only has seven, they're seventy-two and seventy-nine. They're still not a terrible baseball team. And the good news is it's not at Fenway, so it's not gonna, there's no fuckery that'll happen because fuckery always happens at Fenway. Anything better than five and four, you'll have a better record than yeah, last year. Yeah, than last year, and I think, I think six wins is enough to get to clinch you WC one. If you go six and three, that gets you to ninety two wins. The Rays would have to win eight games to tie you, and Seattle would have to win nine games to get to that point. And Baltimore can't get that high, so, um, yeah, I think six wins is like WC one lock, lock it in, and five wins is probably pretty close as well too. But we'll see. Well, when we come back next time we record. Yeah, we'll probably be back on Thursday because there's an off day. Yeah, there's an off day, and it's an off day for me. I got a four-day weekend coming up. Oh, That's... look at you! Yeah, no, I'm looking forward. And to then, that. Uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll get we'll be done September after that one, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Only three games in October, and they're all against Baltimore. Oh, there's five games in October. Are there five? Yeah. Did there's... I look at the schedule wrong? I yeah, probably did. You probably did because the the second and third games of the Boston series are October first and second. Oh. But Thursday is the last off day before the end of the season, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. 
that'll be it for us today. You can check us out as always on Twitter at BFMD podcast. You can listen to the show on anchor, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, find our website at BFMDpodcast.com. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen to this episode. We do appreciate it. Feel free to leave us a review or a star rating, help more people find us, help us find more people. We love five star reviews, but you can leave us less if that's how you feel about us. We won't be offended or we might, but who cares? You don't, obviously. Uh, But for Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, uh, hopefully recovered from the hurricane. It's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon where never have hurricanes. We'll see you next time.